Matt Homo in the building. How's it going, Matt? Good, good. A little tired, but good. Welcome back. I hear that we have some more films to discuss. Uh, most importantly, Morbius. I was thinking Morbius too. No, we're not talking about Morbius. Morbius has been out for a while. All time. Forgive us, Shield of Hope audience. I know we haven't podcasted in quite a while. And we have a lot of movies we've missed, like Jurassic Park. We didn't talk about Jurassic Park ever. Um, I just have to watch those movies. Yes, you do. Actually, you don't really have to watch the newest one. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I wasn't really a fan. I don't think too many people were a fan. We just watched it for nostalgia purposes. Um, Jurassic World series. Yeah. No, for the newest one. I don't. No, think, I, mean, like, I don't think a lot of people. Though, were. Do you feel that way? The first one was really good. The That's second I one, I didn't watch the, the second, second one was decent. This one yeah. kind of went like, yeah. tanked a little bit, but still better than what Disney Star Wars has given us. So okay. I can't right, complain. That's fair. No, that's fair. Um, we've missed a whole bunch of movies. I haven't seen the movie Nope yet. Still on the list, but want to see it. Um, Bullet Train's coming out, but we are here to discuss one of the films that Matt has been raging about Morbius. and raving about and whatever about. It is Thor: Love and Thunder. Okay, debate time. What did you think of Thor Love and Thunder? I thought it was a good comedy romantic movie. But if I'm talking about Thor as a character in a movie, I think it's probably it's it's there with uh Dark World. It's pretty close to I think Dark World is definitely a, a level of just badness that isn't gonna be recreated in a long time, but like I think it uh I, I think Love and Thunder really does a good job at doing that without meaning to. Um, I look at that movie and I sit here and say, like, too much... I, I'm a comedy guy. I love it. But, like, I, I feel like there was too much of a focus there. And I feel like it kind of hurt itself. I like the series Tones. I think it was actually, if they could in some universe make it into a horror movie, it would have been a, a amazing movie that would have shocked everybody. And you're somebody that's coming off liking Riding the Rock. I was not a fan of Riding the Rock, but Ragnarok. you loved Riding Ra- the Rock. Ragnarok. So what was the difference in your mind between the comedy that was portrayed here compared to Riding the Rock? I would say like Ragnarok was like controlled. It was controlled. It was a serious movie with a silly tone to it, which made it, you know, they chose their moments to be funny, which packed quite the punch. It made you laugh, especially when it's Thor in a chair going, and like being like this. And do you know what scene I'm talking about? absolutely not in the beginning he's like locked in the chair I, I turned out alright so. that's okay that's okay um there's just moments like that or like uh when Thor and Hulk are fighting and like that's my buddy I know him from work and then he gets hit like but just funny moments moments that you can find in the first Avengers where those silly moments where Thor and Hulk did the one to do the fist bump and he got punched out of the way like those moments those are gold that you'll that anyone will eat up any day Thor Love and Thunder was more like keep laughing even if it isn't funny. That's what it felt like. Like almost like a gun's up to your head because like you're being tricked and like if you don't laugh, I'm pulling this. You know, it's that's kind of what it felt like. That made sense. Well, in my opinion, there was a lot more. It was 90% comedy, 10% serious in uh, Love and Thunder. One of the reasons why I hated Riding Rock was because it was about a 70-30 split to me. It was was 70% jokes, 30% real action. Um, and Guardians of the Galaxy is the same, and the reason why I really don't like them as much. And you call back, I think it's a far stretch to say it's mm-hmm. Avengers level, like the old original Avengers 1 style humor where like Thor like reaches out the fist and Hulk just smashes him away. Like, yeah, those are cool scenes. Stretch. But that's, well, that's a stretch because that's one segment that they could have did without all the other comedy in the film. I that's what made the, natural. that's what made the, well, yes, but. That's what I mean by Just like, because one joke is natural 
they bombarded it with seventy other jokes that weren't right. Natural. Like I'm not like okay. But so, even in the, even in Ragnarok, I'm talking about. I'm yeah, not talking I, about just yeah. In no, no, that. I, I still get it. Like some people did not like that movie, but like that's like Ragnarok was the movie that like made like everyone say like okay, Thor has a future because like that was the movie where like if this goes doesn't go well, they were everyone's like, oh, is it worth doing another one? Hence why we got Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, obviously, storylines were attached to that, but I don't know. I would say like. Thor Love and Thunder, it was like, it just focused too much on humor. I, I really think the villain that they had, like, he was the only serious part to it, and he had hardly any screen time. And if you think about it, he, like, everything he did was, like, out of a horror movie. Honestly, like, moving through the shadows, like, stealing kids. Like, that's kind of messed up. Like, he could have killed the kids, and, like, he would have won in a, in a heartbeat, right? But, like, Thor was over here, like, figuring out how to, like, talk to Jane. Like, it's like, who cares, dude? Like, go save the kids. Like, why does this matter? You know, like actually, my biggest gripe about the film, and this is huge, and I, I've talked about it to like I've said to people, and they haven't realized it, it's like processing in their head. But I don't know if I mentioned this to you even at all. But uh, at the end of the movie, he gets one spoilers. Uh, he gets one wish at the very end, and like he just drops everything he's, he does and goes and watches Jane die. And it's like, dude, you could negate everything Thanos did and go back in time. You could wish that Jane's still alive. You could do anything. And you just give up and do nothing. And you just sit there and watch Jane die. I'm like, that was a huge waste. But, and again, this is something why, at the end of the film, it's not that the villain was OP, because the villain wasn't OP. I think Christian Bale did a really good job. I think that's a fair and balanced, like... The problem is there's so many things that Thor did slash didn't do in this film that negated what could have been done in Endgame and Infinity War. So, like, why didn't they, if Thor had the power to do this... I had to look into that. Why would bit. he not... Do, and like, I know yeah, well, they're always going to come up with excuses as to why. Yeah. Stop making villains that are so OP that go back and they're like, hey, you know, we could have just did this instead. Like, we all knew about this. Well, are you talking about the lightning bolt where he, like, gives everyone their power, the power? Like, Thor's power for... I'm talking about just at the gates of eternity to make the wish. Oh, if he had that option from the get-go? You know, uh, obviously, the, it was an option. That whole, that whole wish aspect is a huge, like, plot hole that, like... Like that, that's an, that's and, an option. And yeah. quite frankly, no offense, that's easier than gathering five stones spread across the galaxy. Well, I mean, it, so if, why would why would Thanos not just go for Thor? If truly, if the the because Thanos isn't Thanos an eternal? He should also know about this, right? Yes, I think I don't know if he, I don't know about internal. He's a Titan, so I don't know if that would I don't he might not know about it. I, I actually couldn't tell you, but all I'm saying is if Thor knew about that and that was an option, and the only requirement they needed, they needed to have was Stormbreaker. Thor could have been like, yo, I got Storm uh, Stormbreaker now. I'm going to go fly off and make this wish. Mm-hmm. It, again, it would have negated it. But he didn't need Stormbreaker. No, he, he needed Stormbreaker. He needed Heimgold no, to he, open the portal. No, 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 the, no, he needed Stormbreaker Storm, to get Stormbreaker in. Stormbreaker only had the portal power. That's why. He, all, You could have just went and said Heimgold, or Heim, I'm mispronouncing that name. That was to, to open up the, the doorway to get into yeah. eternity. Well, that's what he needed. He needed the power of whatever had that the blast because even at the end he shot that blast into the door to open it yeah but he needed stormbreaker to, to be there to do that like it that was clearly stated in that movie he needed stormbreaker to do yes that. because stormbreaker had the power of the gates to get into asgard i don't know about that but now we're getting like no no, no but that's like, why yeah. that's why that was created yeah, yeah but like um i understand i do want to say i do understand if you've watched loki to anyone that's watched it that is stated there that everything that happened up until loki happened for a reason and it was because of king doing his thing however that is no longer the case so there is like a there is a plot reason that makes sense and it's fair 
for like Infinity War and Endgame, it kind of irks me, and I'll gladly like debate that. But like for Love and Thunder, there's nothing stopping him at the end from saying, "Hey, here's my wish." He could have killed the dude at the end and be like, "You can't make your wish. Get out of here." And then like he could have killed him off. Could have been like Jane die, whatever. I don't care. Made his wish. Gone back in time. Could have wished for everything to go back the way it was before Thanos. Make sure I retain my memory. And I could fix things with Jane. I could fix things with the universe. He could have easily done anything. No, but like that's what really irks me about that movie is that he's just like, no, you know what, Jane's dying. I'll just watch it. It's a good show. Like it's like, what the hell? Oops. <laughs> well, it, it's all about love in this case, and that was referenced. And the one thing that I'm very upset about in a Marvel film was so much. And I know we're gonna have a different kind of discussion on this. Is I was not happy with again. You asked if it was nudity, a partial nudity in the film. I don't really care. That scene didn't bother me. It was the talking about the sexual activity especially being it's a kids film there was so many me- references to orgies in that film yeah there was. that was ridiculous that was, that was. like I'm, I'm like i'm sorry and i told people specifically don't go see this film with your kids like there's people that were lined up to go i was like do not take your kids it was to go see interesting this film. how open they were that is that. a that is a problem i understand now don't get me wrong there's people out there that have said this like and i understand greek mythology is big in the sexualization okay the gods are like you know they're big into that. All about that. That's all about that. Like any god throughout history other than like the Bible is talking about like nudity and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's sacred too. But to show it and say it in a kid's film, that's a problem to me. Well, I think it's like one of those things. It's like you pick one or the other. Well, you were you also do, saying you that it's like a, you you also say, well, it's made for adults. Jake has also made the claim, well, it's made for adults. I was like, it's still made for kids. I, so, like, I, I, so like the issue I had, I mean, I know I said that, but like here, this is an issue with all Marvel movies. And that's like, they are just PG movies with throw, curse like curse words thrown in there to make it PG thirteen. Like that's all. Like that is actually what they are. And which is, I didn't know PG covered that much, but at the same time, like that's kind of sad. You get like one f bomb in like a PG thirteen film. Yeah. The problem is, and and again, this is the same thing. And God forbid, this is where I get crucified on the internet. I'm going to compare to anime. Okay, anime is not good. I do not. Like, I do not like anime. Okay, you can make an anime, and twelve million adults will sit down and watch it along with the kids. Okay, you don't have to include this stuff in it, like they did in Thor, to make an adult film. Adults would have still came without that stuff. Adding adding nudity and saying different sexual activities does not make it an adult film. In that case, like you could have easily sat down and did a pointless plot line with a bunch of different effects and got the same audience crowd to go that was adults. You don't need to gear it that way towards adults. Because that's not humor I, that we're typically laughing at. I, typically, like, the way you want to go about that... Because, like, I... Because, to me, I, I mean... I'm not, like, truly upset about it. But, like, I, I look at that stuff as, like... You can either be creative about this and have some really good writing in there. Or you can have... Ha ha, he naked. <laughs> but you should be upset about it. Especially if you're, like, going to have kids in the future or whatever. Like, that, that stuff that should affect you. I mean, like, that's, like, like that's I'm just saying, like, I don't, like, do you there want was, there was a, a father, movie? There was a father and son that walked out with his kid in our theater. And, like, what, what were they, did you hear, did they say anything, or were they just kind of, like, whatever? They walked out and never came back, and it was after, it was after the orgy comment. Because I know. And I was, like, I, 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 know, I, I wouldn't, that. like, I wouldn't care if I, if I had a son or whatever, or a kid, girl, whatever. I'd, like, whatever. If they asked about it, like, when you're older, you'll find out. <laughs> well, no, they're going to find out through the internet, because that's what Disney and all these yeah, other companies uh, do anyway. But I would just be like, hey, like, I, you know, that's when, like, I, I would explain, like, that's something, you know, when you're older, you kind of. You should not be promoting that to children. Orgies. You shouldn't be promoting anything sexual in those films. I'm sorry, Marvel. You lost a plot. And you lost money, too. I mean, you didn't lose money, technically. It, made you, it took four weeks for you to get your, for you to gross profit this weekend. So, 
That's saying anything, Marvel. I think I still think. I mean, I I gotta say I do think it is a good movie in its own way. I'm a tough sell on it because it. I still like. I mean, I okay. Multiverse of Madness. That was probably the best attempt we're gonna get a horror movie in a long time. Like I, we're not, like we're not gonna get that again anytime soon, honestly. And if we do, I'd be amazed. Uh, maybe we're something with Marvel Zombies if they ever start doing that animated show at some point. But um, as far as like this, this should have been this shouldn't have been a rom com. It should have been a horror movie. I'm telling you. I know I've said that to people and they disagree, but I really see it that way. You have a villain who sticks to the shadows, a god killer, kidnaps children. Um, I mean, Jane's character inclusion basically felt like a, a proper goodbye to her because she's like from phase. The first three, the Infinity Saga, a character from there, who's not really relevant. Like, Ragnarok made that clear. Like, you kind of left behind because the plot was, like, we just don't have time for you, you know? And it felt like a proper send-off. It was more like a fan service to that, which was cool. And I enjoyed that part. But, I don't know. I mean, I like the tone of the movie, but then I don't like the tone of the movie. I go in and out of it. Like, I really like the, the god in the beginning that gets beheaded, which is awesome because... Disney has rules about that stuff and that you can't behead and that's their second time beheading somebody. So, which this makes me back it up and think this is a separate conversation, but uh, it makes me wonder if Marvel Studios is Disney's older kid. Like, you could have the you could have the keys to the car. You can go out and do your own thing. You know, we'll let you have some freedom. Not too much, but like, we'll let you have some freedom. You know, well, it's bigger than that. Disney's changing in general because now you can find Logan and both Deadpools on Disney+. Plus. And they, yeah. So Disney is changing that took a in general. While, though, to happen. Well, yeah, but with everything going on in the political realm, it's that's they're pushing it, it forward. It is they huge. Don't care. It's huge. It's, the it curtain's is. been unraveled on Disney. They're just going head in the yeah. head over heels into it. So that's a different topic for a different day. But the problem with I have with this film, and no, it was a terrible film to me. I gave it like a two out of ten. The reason why I only gave it a two out of ten, not a one out of ten, was simply because one out of tens are reserved for Fantastic Four reboots and Star Wars: Last Jedi's. That's it. Okay. You're not gonna forget about that reboot of Fantastic Four here soon. Well, when the new one comes they, out, we'll never forget. We never forget about the Star Wars holiday special. That's true. I, I mean, like... that's been years, and but fans still watch it in a cult manner. So, but here, here's the problem with that I have with the character of Thor. I thought Thor was in a good spot after Endgame. Yes. And they took negated that. They completely did away with it. But even in all the different Thor movies, he's a different character. The first time we see Thor in Thor one, he's his uh, ego. Gone. His, his, you know, his ego is just so far above. He doesn't care about different people. Yeah. He will fly through buildings and destroy things without any consequences at all. Yes. Flash forward, you go through Dark World, you go through Endgame, you, know, you go through all these civil wars and stuff. And he comes out this changed man. And, like, because of all the, all the past that's hurt and, like, you know, the culture building and every other thing, losing the love of his life, whatever. He's a changed man. Goes through Endgame. All of a sudden, Ryan the Rock, Endgame come along. And we open up with Thor Love and Thunder the first time we see him post-Endgame. And he's like this hippie that just loves everybody, but he's still flying through buildings carelessly now. It's like, like you're no, and I, Yeah, and I'm it's just over regress. here like, he's a different person. Like, yeah. like, how do you just, like, it's like, and it doesn't make any sense psychologically coming off Endgame to be the type of person he became. Endgame, I don't know about you, but I looked at that and said, oh my god, you're Odin. Like, you, I know you're not Odin, but like, you are perfectly written right now because... Even the fat look, which I don't—I know there was backlash for that, which I still will never understand why, because usually people are more upset about someone going from fat to skinny than skinny to fat, but I don't know. I don't know what's up with that. Anywho, um, in that case, like, he had the whole, like, Odin look, and he was even, like, 
like I, you know, Odin's not here to to eradicate you, but I am. Like I, like I am the next best thing, and I'm gonna make sure it's done. And like even that final sequence when he's talking to Iron Man and to Captain America, like that was like Odin leading the charge, and like the crackle of the, the thunder and lightning, and like that was perfect. And whilst, and even like they, uh, Thanos and him went head to head first. Like that was like peak Thor. I, th- I mean, Infin- I know, I think Infinity War is peak Thor, but like. Endgame was like the other side of the coin of Peak Thor, I guess, but it was just really good. It was like his more Odin side, and I wanted more of that. I wanted a Fat Thor movie, honestly. Well, what I wanted, I I didn't care about Fat Thor. I thought Guardians were going to be in it longer. I thought it was going to be a half yeah, Guardians, half Thor like, one, and they were just there and then gone and like okay. I read an article on that. I, I guess it. it's because like they didn't want to ruin, like they wanted just. It was either that he keeps them in there, and they overstay their welcome, or he just gets them in and out. Like but that. in a time where, and this is something that the MC the MCU lacks right now, is strong leadership from characters. In a time where we're looking, like, basically Doctor Strange is about the strongest one we got right now. Like We have that, Wong. No, 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 we don't have Wong. <laughs> we, we have, have Doctor Wong. Strange. We have Wong. But I'm just saying, like, we don't, Peter Parker is not the Peter Parker that's going to lead the future of the MCU. That's not, it's not happen, happening right now. We watched at the end of uh, No Way Home. We both kind of agreed that he's not strong enough to lead, you know, even after that film. Um, which I guess you can make other statements now. But... Then we have Thor, which I thought Thor was going to be like the next Odin, like a good leader or whatever. That's how he was set up yeah, at the no, end but, of but I'm saying, like, and, and he's, not, told- he's not strong enough. Captain Marvel? No, sorry. Um, all these other characters that we have, Hulk, even though he's out there somewhere and we're getting a She-Hulk, it, it, they're not strong. Like, they're strong as in strength, but they're not strong enough leaders to do anything. Can I just say something real quick? And, and I guess we're just going to segue to... To MCU and well, we're gonna fatigue. And we're everything. still coming back. It's just this is okay. a whole circle. Well, circle, I mean, we're so. just gonna make this whole like yeah, anywho. Um, I want to point out that Captain Marvel or uh, Brie Larson signed like a nine uh, not nine movie contract. She's been in three so far, I believe, and that's just a fourth one out there. I don't know of. She wasn't in Infinity War. Oh my God, you're right. She was only in two, and then they only announced one other movie, so she's gonna be in three in total so far. There's still six other projects, and she's not been in any of like anywhere. The thing is, you could have argued Black Panther, but Chadwick Boseman, rest in peace, he's gone. Yeah, no, that's. I, I, I would have taken him at heart. I'd like, dude, you, you could be the leader of whatever. You could have no powers or no no suit or anything, and I'd still take you. And here's the problem: is you could say Fantastic Four because we kept talking about the new Fantastic Four that's eventually coming out. But the question always is now that everybody's here, okay? Now that we're bringing in superheroes like Eternals and all these other characters, is where were we? Where were you guys when reality was about to be destroyed? Well, I know Eternals. No, 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 but the question, you know but... what I'm saying? No, but I mean, they really. They did, but they didn't. I didn't watch the movie, have you? Yes. Okay. So they, I, I, they I, I, did, but they didn't. Um, my question is going to be with Fantastic Four because I think where have you guys been? Universe and... But apparently this is what apparently was said. Kevin Feige apparently, and I'm this is me reading all sorts of different content over the internet, so forgive me if I'm wrong, but he said that we're not going to do another origin story. Right, which I don't. I think they so should move on from that. I think phase, the first three phases. Which is fine, that. but that means they're already on Earth. So where were they? Where were they? Where's the Baxter Foundation? I don't know if... Unless you're going to pull them so from a separate universe and just claim that they're from that. What do you that, define but, as an origin story, though? Uh, Peter Parker going through three films for the longest origin Which story. Was, I, I actually think that's um, like, awful. I think no, that's like, just a decent movie. An origin story is basically how they became to be. Like how they came to be with their superpowers or with their just the whole setup to be the Fantastic Four. Because They're, like, you they're going to appear... They went on a, they're going to space. appear, according to what I've been reading, they're going to appear eventually as a, the full-fledged Fantastic Four. Just maybe a recap slightly in their in the film and then they're going to come up come out as heroes and fight the bad guys or whoever doom whatever super super I mean, surfer galactus I mean, but the problem is still going to be where were you guys 
when Earth, your Earth, if they do the same Earth, where were you guys when this was happening? We'll have to go ask uh, the fa- Mr. Fantastic in Multiverse of Mad- Madness, the dumbest man alive. Oh, he's dead. So dumbest man alive. Um, it's just such. It was such. Oh my God, the writing was not helping him with that at all. But anywho, um, no, I mean the way I see, I always interpreted that as they're pulling him from another universe. It could possibly. That's be. how I've interpreted that because it's a multiverse saga. It's going to be. You know, it, it, it sounds like there's But do we push. care about multiverse character? And this is a question I'm going to have. Do yes. we care? Because I, from being watching The Flash and Arrowverse, every time that somebody dies, like, I wouldn't be shocked that they brought back the Scarlet Witch from a different universe. I think she's coming back. No, but I'm just way. over here like, at what point, this is a CW effect, and the reason why I want, one of the reasons why I hate CW shows is when people die, it's not ceremonious. Like it's not ceremonious. Not all the time. Like, after season three of most shows, it goes downhill. And that's exactly what I happened would argue Arrow for Arrow after like the second season it went downhill hard. No, three was all right with Raza Ghoul and then it then it went down. Um, my biggest problem is there's never a ceremonious death in a multiverse because you always have a feeling they're going to bring that back. So is it really the last time you're ever gonna care about that character? I wouldn't I don't I would make the argument I'm not gonna care as much about the Fantastic Four if they bring them from a different universe. My question's gonna be if they were on our universe, where were you? Give us a good explanation to why you weren't here. Oh, I agree with and that. And I don't think they're going to. Because every everything and look at this, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, Thor: Love and Thunder, everything else, like time jumping, multi universe, whatever, everything could have solved what they did in Endgame. Everything technically, if you went to the gates of eternity, could still solve what happened in oh, Endgame. Oh no, that, that really. No, 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 could still solve. So the question is going to be, Marvel, you've you made a great plot. The Russo brothers did from the beginning. Not really from the beginning. They just they jumped in somewhere in the middle there. But you took a strong Iron Man at the beginning. The first one you made back in 2009 and went all the way through 2018, 2019. Was it 2008? Yeah. Well, 2009. Either one. Yeah, I think 2008. So 2008, 2018. Iron Man 2, I think, 2009, actually. So, well, Thor was somewhere in between. And I don't think they made Iron Man back to back to back. So Maybe they didn't. I might be on So, either way, you took a strong 10 years, 11 year gap, filled in a lot of different movies, built a lot of different characters, built a strong universe, and ended with a great two part saga, Infinity War and Endgame. The question is now that you're trying to build up the next end game, is you're going to have to bring up characters that don't have relation to what went on. But now everybody does have a relation to what went on because if they were here and had these powers, well, where were they? Well, here's what I'm going to throw out there, and this is the issue with everyone. The comic books don't have that issue too much, though, because it's a built universe before those events happen. Interconnected web, there's only very few heroes where you look at and say you do better on your own. Like, for example, I would say for DC. Batman is better off on his, on his own, alone, uh, disconnected from everything. And I would say Spider-Man is better disconnected from everything. It just If you don't believe me, go watch uh, Andrew Garfield's and watch Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. And you'll, you'll see right away like what I mean. It's completely different stories. But um, if you do like the newest iteration of Spider-Man, you know, they're, they're heading that direction of making him a solo friendly hero like that. And it's and it's that's where he needs to be, but um, I was gonna say about the um, I think their biggest problem in Phase Four is like, and I think it's gonna plague the MCU. I think this is what's gonna lead to the MCU's downfall eventually. I think it's always gonna be a thing, but I think it's gonna really shoot itself in the foot here soon. Is and I've said this to you numerous times is that for some reason when they get an actor, they're like, oh, you're fifty years old, perfect. It's like, what longevity do you have? Like you, you could retire in ten years. Like we. Look at Robert Downey Jr. Like, he just went on a 10-year track. Like, we need someone who could stay around longer 
Like, you want a familiar face. Like, I should use Chris Hemsworth because he's been around longer at this point. But, like, you want someone that could be a familiar face that ties all these movies together. And it's like if Brie Larson is that character, that's not good because the audience is clearly having an issue with her. Again, I just mentioned there's six movies. Well, a third one's coming up with six others we have no idea. And it could just be guest appearances in other movies. But she's supposed to be a character that ties people together. I don't think it's going to fly well. I think it's. I think people are going to. There's going to be backlash on that, and I think there's a reason why we haven't seen or heard from her, um, for that reason. But I think the main issue, going back to it, is the actors. Like they need a familiar face. I think Robert Downey Jr. was in Captain or Chris Evans. I'm sorry, uh, were the big two that everyone recognized and said, "Oh my God, this is Marvel." Oh, and I talked to you about the the effect of people keep on using Chris Evans as a character to justify as like, Oh, he's a goody two shoes. And, and I'm, and I look at that and I'm like, that's laziness. And that's stupid on the audience. I'm like knives out, which spoilers there, but we've talked about this before. And that's for some reason it's in the, it's in the audience's minds and it's in the apparently director's minds that because Chris Evans played Captain America, he's Captain America in every movie. And I, and it drives me nuts because in that movie, I'm like, why is he the bad guy? I don't understand. Like, I'm like, this is, why are they trying to hide the fact that he's the bad guy when he is the bad guy? And, like, everyone was like, oh, I never expected Captain America to be, it's like, he's not Captain America. Like, what are you doing? Like, that's, it's a different movie. Like, knock it off. But it's, it's that whole actor, it's the faces, the actors. It was okay to do in Free Guy. Have you watched that movie? Yes. Okay, it was okay in there because that was more of a progressive upswing. We're going to poke fun at this. You know, when Chris Evans is watching it and being like, what the, like, hey, that's my thing. Like, that was funny. That was okay. That was a good example. Knives Out was a bad example of taking that reputation and using it. And that's why I have that gripe with it. Um, well, it's the, same, it's the same exact people. And this was when the last one of the last movie nights we had with our friend group. Um, one of our friends talked about, hey, he hasn't seen the new Batman because he's not sold into Pattinson since he's a Twilight dude. I was Who like, um, Smitty. Okay, I thought so. Yes. But I was just over here like, <laughs> I was like, you know what? I mean, that's some like I've been preaching to people before the Batman film. I was like, take it like Robert Pattinson's done so much more work since Twilight. I was like, do not label somebody based off one film or right. one character. I still think of him as Diggory. Because I'm serious. I'm, I'm telling you, no one even Pattinson has that. killed it. And again, this comes back to not only did Pattinson killed it, Reeves killed it, like the director. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a good combination. Now, of those two. But the question is. And I'm going to use this with Chris Evans too, or any of these Marvel, like Tony Stark, whatever. Yeah, go ahead. Yes, there's a lot of credit to the actors for making these iconic roles, but it has a lot to do with the directors and the writers. Things that are not being done right now in Marvel. The writing is bad. The directing, Sam Raimi did a good job with Multiverse. Yes, I. But the directing, Taika Waititi and Thor, I can't give Taika a, a good grade. I, so I. I can't, I can't give him a good grade because, quite frankly, when you have that many jokes. And that made jokes that don't hit and you're making comedy. If this was a comedy alone, forget if it was Marvel or forget if it was Thor. If you went to go see a comedy with that comedy, would you have given it an A? Oh my god, yeah. If you went to go see a comedy in if Thor, it was Love and Thunder. If it was not supposed, like, okay, if it... You would have gave those jokes an A. Yes. Okay, so hear me out, though, because I, I'm sure Those like... jokes didn't land at all. So, here's what I'm going to say. So, I, I, mean, I, I was going to think of a random scene, but I'm going to say two things here. One real quick, I look at the movie from the perspective... Actually, I'll save that for last. Going back to the comedy thing, if it was just a comedy and I got action out of it that wasn't meant to be there and I got romance out of it that wasn't supposed to be there and I got elements from other movies that weren't supposed to be, like the horror elements I was talking about, like the shadowy part and everything, 
because um, I do think there was like a horror scene here and there that would have been perfect for it, and that's why I say this. To me, that's bonus on top of a movie. Here are the expectations, and here's what they did. They just they went above them a little bit. But it wasn't good. I think like just Thor, because they added something horror doesn't mean it was good horror. When element. when when you look at, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like it was like a good element, a nice twist. But what I'm saying is, are you giving them an A for effort right now? Is this what? No, this is what saying? I'm going to say is if Thor wasn't labeled as a superhero action movie. I think it would have been a solid movie, but it's the fact that it like we know what Thor is, we know what we expect. Here's what we expect. Here's what it should be. They're not very different. It would have been a Sci-Fi Channel bomb. What? It would have been a Sci-Fi Channel. If you remember the old Sci-Fi Channel that made those Sci-Fi Channel films that were low budget. Yeah. It would have been a Sci-Fi Channel bomb if it wasn't attached to Marvel. It was I, not. Okay, a, it yeah, was no, not no, a no, good. I got you. That's yeah, what yeah. I said. Yeah, no, no. If it didn't have the Marvel grade, yeah, no, that's a good. And you went for that. a comedy. It was a space opera thriller, yes, or whatever. Yes, there would we you go. still that's... have given this an A? If it was like I no, in that sense, no, like it's yes, like, it wouldn't have been. That's like, what no, I'm saying. No, no, no. I got you now. I got you. But like, it's it's honestly like it's it, but it's just like that. Like if it's again, like like we know what to like Ragnarok. Ragnarok, you either love it or hate it, right? Like I will throw that out there. I feel like the majority of people loved it by like a decent margin. With that being said. I think people expect in the Thor franchise to either get Thor, the first movie, or Thor Ragnarok. No one expected Dark World because they've come out and said, like, we're not going back down that alleyway again. That was bad. Um, Infinity War showed that they were going to stick with the Ragnarok look. Endgame, they they went leaned into it even more, which is even better, but they didn't go absurd. Love and Thunder was like, well, we clearly can't think of anything else that would work for Thor, so let's just go all the way in and just dive into this and spoil his character in that one thing this was a film where we again getting back to what i was saying was a film where we needed to see a true leader yeah especially a leader of the mcu and we didn't get it and it really is right now instead we got flying goats that decided to crash that was a good that was a good running joke it was good but it was was overplayed it got overplayed it got overplayed it got old really quick and again that's why i'm saying taika watiti as a director you can't continue to overplay things like that's that is part of directing. So what do you feel about in Ragnarok? Do you feel like there's anything overplayed in there? No, I I don't think so. It was just it wasn't my style of right, it, and that's okay. It's it didn't not click what I signed you. up for. It didn't but click with you. That's again, okay. I'm not somebody that bashed Ragnarok either. Like, right, I, like, no, I you, you, you could politely say like I I just disagree I continue. With it. I don't bash the Guardians when I talk about the Guardians. I just say I don't like the Guardians. You know, it's not my cup I don't of tea. Care. I don't care for it. You know, it's, and that's okay. Like that's like that's how you should. That's mo- how your opinion should be. I do feel like this movie did create. I think love love and thunder created more of a split. I really do. Because of how it tried so hard to lean too much into one thing. I'm just somebody that cares about character. And I know there's people out there that care a lot about the comic books and their iterations of comic books. And they want to see it directly with comic books. I understand moving to different like areas, not exactly following the comics. So you can surprise some people and like do like, I'm okay with that. Like I do kind of pick apart the fans that are like, no, well it wasn't like this in the comics and it should be this. Even like as a, comic book even a Star Wars fan, I was like, listen, I appreciate the fact that there was elements in the force awakens it also ticked me off a little bit, but there was elements in The Force Awakens that showed the Star Wars EU, like the old canon I grew up with. That's all. They but do. they decided to rip it off in a worse way. That's all. Like they if do. you would have gave respect to it, there's yeah. a difference. So give respect to the comics, give respect to everything else. But I can't, I can't buy into this. What Marvel's doing right now in Phase Four, but Phase Four is ending because we're moving on to Phase it's, Five. Well, so. everyone and everyone's reaction to that, and again, this is where I'm going to say MCU fatigue and franchise fatigue is real, but. Uh, and it's kind of going back to what I was saying about the actors, like having that familiar face and connecting, making those dots and everything, and connect the dots. Um, phase four is ending, and people are just like, "That's it." Like, where was our movie to say, "Hey, this is the end of a phase"? It took 
10, 11 years to go three phases. It took We're flying one too year fast, is what I to think. get through phase four. I think the problem is it's either that people aren't liking phase four more than we realize. That they're like, okay, we're just going to push this in the rear view. Like, when people talk about Phase 4 in the future, it's like, yeah, we didn't like Phase 4. You know, but it's like, but starting now, Phase 5, man, you're really going to like it. I know, so that's like, how I feel. It, it feels like they're just doing a different phase. So here's what... It's not because something built up. It's because the fans don't like it. So it's like, okay, we're going to call this so it's a new chapter. This is how I'm going to put it. I think in terms of the phases, like, if we had to rank them right now, right? With that being said, I think Wakanda Forever is the one that's capping off, which is introducing Namor, which is huge. Because um, he's been referenced. He was name-dropped in, like, Avengers 2, I think. But, anywho, um, that's capping off Phase 4, I believe. I, I'm pretty sure. If I'm wrong about that, someone please make a comment or tell me. Um, but, like, this Phase 4, I would say, like, out of the, the phases, I would say, like, Phase 3 was by far the best. Phase 2 would probably be the next. Then Phase 4, then Phase 1, maybe. I, don't, I, I feel like there's an argument to switch those, interchange those two. Uh, I would say Phase Four is a roller coaster. It's where Phase One was just setting up. It was, it was the way it was because it was understanding concepts and learning new things and trying to develop a universe. Phase Four was just like, here's a really high point. Now here's a really low point. Now here's a high point. Now here's a low point. <laughs> Basically, I I don't know what your opinion is, but I feel like Thor: Love and Thunder had good CGI. The first good CGI since Endgame, and I'm talking about like all the other. MCU movies up until then. Like, yes, there was good moments in some, but I'm talking about overall, like, a well-rounded experience where this I look at the CGI and say, this looks good, crisp, and clear. I don't see an issue with this. My main example of that is Korg. He, I... Granted, it looks kind of obvious now that I've seen his face fall off, but he is rocks. Like, I'm telling you, it was well-polished, and I was just impressed. I thought that looked really good. Well, they're always fixing the CGI realm. So, like, they're always, like, tweaking things and making it better and clearer and crisper and adding more detail. Um, the problem is, again, when I look at CGI and special effect, it's things that I didn't see in the previous films that I really look for. Like, the one thing about Star Wars when it was CGI and special effects, it was different worlds we went to. And it was like, oh, this is creative or whatever. Like, the whole desert with the with the island in the middle, you know, where you first watched, where um, Christian Bale's villain, Gore, is it Gore? Gore? Yeah, Gore. Gore walks in um and that was like, a really good opening scene that was good and like with the gods in there so like everything with the gods the was really died. cool like here's the thing everything with the gods is really cool like it was new special effect it was good cgi they did a really good job um but when it comes to like the old established characters and stuff and the lightning bolts like there was a lot of that stuff already the in there it was pre-programmed so like i didn't see stuff. a lot of world building i didn't see a lot of like they went to like the what they even turned it in black and white for one like I, I like that. Whatever, I actually which like was that. cool. Yeah, it was different. But there wasn't. I I don't think they had a lot of special. Like, there's there's little things that are like, well, of course there's a lot of special effects in that scene. You don't realize how many layers we put on. And I get that. But at the end of the day, some of those scenes, do they really need that many special effects in? Because there's a I, lot. There's a lot of crowd shots. You know I would I'm saying? say like, the movie there's, was there's, there's, tone, there's a lot why. of crowd shots involved in this film. Like when you look at like when the um, when uh, Asgard. You know, new Asgard, the the new Asgard. Yeah. and like, yeah, there's good CGI when like the boats are taken off and it becomes like a tourist attraction, which I, I thought was actually humorous, by the way. Um, and the tourist, the whole tourist attractions going on, like, yeah, there's some good CGI, but then when they're in the building with each other, like the little CGI of just like the hammer sparkling or something like that, you know, it's just like, it's the same they're, old. They're, it's... Like the, I don't think other than maybe Gore got CGI or maybe there were some kids that got CGI, but the whole time when like the kids are cap captured in there. I don't think there's a lot of CGI involved in that scene. 
I don't, I'm not saying there's a lot of CGI, but I do feel like this is the first Marvel movie in a long time. Like, I'm serious. Like, the, like since you're Endgame, saying yeah, that captured that had like where you look at it and you say, like you know, I don't have an issue with the CGI. I think it well looks well polished. Here's a question though: Was it meaningful CGI? I think the only one that would. Argue, if, I think Taika Waititi included more CGI than he needed to. I feel I like don't, the only I don't, CGI that was meaningful was probably Korg, and when I, when I and specifically would be when he has his own kid at the end. <laughs> <laughs> because typically CGI is supposed to be meaningful for a film. Yeah, no, but and that's an issue with Marvel is they just overuse the, the... They would rather do CGI than practical effects. And mm-hmm. I'm like... And I know that's kind of a reoccurring thing nowadays for movies. But, like, there's a simple scene where they could have someone jump off a, a building and land on their feet. And they can make it so that all they have to do is land on, like, a foam platform. But they'd rather do that in CGI now. And I'm just like, I it's, don't understand. It's amazing that Marvel can... And this is the thing I have. Thor... According to all the box office reviews out there, they finally broke even this week and then went a little bit over. So they're finally making money in their fourth weekend. It's amazing to me that it takes $600 million to finally break even in a, in a, on a project. To me, Marvel and all these other studios need to find a way, and I'm surprised they haven't because I would, I would assume studios are into saving money and like making money. You think it, they can make something for less, like a $100 million budget, because you know they're going to make billions of dollars. Yeah. I just can't believe that it they're still putting 200 plus million into these films just to make and then another 200 million or so to market. How I understand the marketing. I don't understand the production budgets. Oh yeah, I don't know what they're dumping in. Like I, I I don't understand unless you're paying these actors millions and like which very which well could they be could certain be. actors. I don't yeah. know about Hemsworth contract or whatever, but why? You get what like, like why that much or like, like why that much? I never understood how that the the value goes or works because it's like Robert Downey Jr. had to fight for the rest of his supporting leads or main leads to get equal pay with him, or not with him, but like to have equal pay across the board because he obviously got paid the most. But I think they were like varied, and he had to fight to get them all equal. That way, they weren't being. Well, the jipped. problem the problem is again, not everybody's on an equal playing field in life. Like the problem is like if you are a lesser actor and your talent's not nearly as crisp or whatever. You're not going to get paid. I as much. do feel like, like that, that in acting. It is competitive in that sense. Like it, it it's should a sport. Be like it's like a sport. Yes, you, you are a player in a game. And sorry if you are not the best player. You Ronda do not Rousey get. Actually, said you, something. I you do not UFC, get. But... You didn't. You do not get paid the best. Like I'm sorry. Ronda Rousey actually said. Like, I know she's UFC, and this is a huge segue here. But uh, she said that like people watch, like they come to watch me, not Joe Schmo, not this other person. Like they're coming to watch me. I'm bringing in the numbers. Thus, why I get paid so much. Well, that's fine if you're the lead of a film. Well, no, it makes complete sense. I'm like, I have no issues with that. No, 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 no. But I'm talking about like you have Hemsworth, and if they pay Natalie Portman, Portman like two million for this film, they wasted money. What do you? How do you like, feel about what she said a, about the final? Like wait, when she whispered in his ear, you know, she came out and said she'll never tell anyone what that was. I feel like that's just her just trying to stir up, stir the pot, and get people to watch the movie. I'm assuming they're going to bring her back into the universe. So I'm assuming. I think the Valhalla scene at the end was them saying, like, hey, she's coming back at some point. We're going to do something with Valhalla. I, I just know. don't understand why she deserves to go to Valhalla. Because she died. Well, I... I no, 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 but, like, first of all, she's not even, like, just because the just because the hammer protected her doesn't make her a god. Like, aren't we just saying, like, that you gods... You die in battle. Like, when you go to Valhalla, you die in battle. Yeah, if you're a god that dies in battle. I don't think that's how that works, though. I'm pretty sure. Because the one person... If you're a normal person... Okay, so here's my thing. Valhalla... Oh my goodness. Valhalla... Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Was just for a certain culture, right? 
Like that was Viking Vikings, lore. Yes. Okay. So would the Vikings have if you know we're going based off Viking ideologies here? Wait. So if the Viking no, hold on, time out. But if if the Vikings died and they believed that if they died in combat they would go to Valhalla. Okay. Does that mean Loki went to Valhalla? I don't know. I don't, I don't care. So it, so <laughs> here's a, here's my problem though. Like if if a, if an American died in battle, I'm assuming the Vikings wouldn't say that you're going to Valhalla because it's a Viking thing, right? Like that's what they believe. I mean, in. yeah, but she could have been. So like my like here, but my counterpoint there, to that would there's be there's no counterpoint. She, to, like, but she adopted the ways of of that. She didn't culture. adopt the ways to try to kill her. <laughs> no, I mean what I'm saying. Oh, like, you're talking about the. Well, no, I, like, I, I would just everything. I, I would, would do great. I think at that point she, she tried she to distance mantle. herself from his culture. Yeah, but she ended up coming back to it and being a part of it because she needed to be saved. Yeah, but she still that came doesn't back mean to it and, like, no, to, yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, no. Mean, yeah. I disagree with that. That's like denying someone redemption at the very end of their life, and they had nobody's denying them redemption, but that religion is not set up for that. <laughs> I'm not saying it is, but I'm just saying like maybe, maybe it was enough to, or maybe she was incorporated a part of it when Thor did the you know protect her always thing. Which also the one plot hole I, I'm sorry, the when you told Melnir or Melnir. Uh, make sure you protect her, and then it glowed, and then it flashed, and that's why she was able to turn into Mighty Thor. Anywho, um, like maybe that was our way of adopting her into that that religion, but her culture, whatever you call it. Anywho, um, one thing I just thought of that we did not talk about is how did they get all the pieces for the hammer? That's a good question. Because that was never explained, and I waited for it patiently, and that is a kind of a. It's not a significant. Because you can never get all the pieces to that thing. Yeah, like that. That wasn't like a like a, a plot point where it's like. It wasn't like an eternity wish major plot hole. It was just kind of like a plot hole. Here's the thing: the I don't understand how protecting her, like the hammer's job to protect her. I don't understand how it countered the hammer being smashed and broken. Like, why did the hammer come back together? Just I can to live with it because it was it was no, but it, because of that. Yeah, but why couldn't Thor do it? I. Well, that's why I'm going back to with the whole like this. Like why, this is how a they problem. Get the pieces like I, when we saw it also was overplayed. By the way, we're talking about overplayed things like the goat and the yelling and stuff yes, like that. They were overplayed. And the jokes were completely overplayed. I think it was overplayed. Yes, I did say I was a fan of things, but it is a, it was overplayed. Let's talk about the jealousy of the hammer. That was overplayed. Uh, Stormbreaker. Like, Stormbreaker. Like it was cool the first time. It was like a cool laugh when it. It was like the first the like two or like, three yeah. times it was alright, and then like once it gets like the and fourth then Thor's giving it like a and then Thor's like petting and giving it beard. I'm over here like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a bit excessive. Anyways, sorry. No, no, you're good. You're good. I mean, you nailed that home. I, I think it was like overplayed. That's how I probably describe that movie is that overplayed concepts. Um, because that's a really good way to put that. But I was gonna say the the way I look at this movie is like, if you take the beginning scene where the, her love dies in the beginning, so for like again like Gore is like the only character that like brought like a serious tone. Like I'm serious. Like his whole story was the only seriousness in that movie. So. The very beginning, in the whole God stuff, like he like tragedy followed by donning of his mantle, right, and wanting to kill everything or anyone or the gods or whatever. So there's that, right? Uh, he, that tone. If you look at that and you look at the end of the movie, where they're in eternity and you know ignoring Thor the the Thunderhead because apparently he can't make a wish but um like even though he was the healthiest one in that room it really bugs me that he was like perfectly fine he could have easily just taken Thor's body threw yeeted him across the room and be like all right I'm gonna make my wish now like it was that easy 
But I, if you, I have a I have a psychological question right now too. Go for it. Maybe maybe this is um, maybe I'm just overthinking this. So they open the doorway to eternity to yes. get in there. Now they are in eternity asking for a wish, correct? Yes. Or is eternity just the you get is eternity wish. the room or is eternity the statue? Like once they're... you get in there, it's like you yes, it's whatever they were at the very Hold end. No, time out though. How does eternity work when you're in that realm? I'm assuming eternity like no, but you you know where the question that I'm going to ask is going. Like, no, I don't actually. We, like, how do you make the wish? Is like, it a quantum realm thing? Oh, I don't know about that. Probably not. Like, where is time? Like, eternity, I would assume time would stop in eternity. It's forever, isn't it? Like, yeah. eternity is, yeah. So how do two characters die of time Inside in eternity? Okay, that's another plot No, no, no. no. Hold that's like, another plot hole. You know, because that's I'm thinking. No, that's because another plot hole. Eternity, it's either eternity is a statue and they're in, like, just a realm where eternity is. I, or they're in eternity I could make the argument. I, so, Gore, I don't have an argument, but I could make the argument for Jane. I was going to say this earlier. Is that she could have already, like, died. But because she was still in Mighty Thor mode, it could have carried her over enough. So like, like her body could have been like, "We're done. Like your your time's up." But like Mighty Thor was like, I, "It's still gonna carry through." Yeah, but she still shouldn't have died until she left the realm, technically. No, like I know I'm saying but, because time like, is what's killing her. Right, right, right. I like I, but I I don't know. I, that that would be my only argument there. But like that doesn't cover Gore. Like Gore is just kind of like, "Why are you alive, bro?" Like, <laughs> but like I don't know. I mean, I just and he ended up dying, and it's. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. That's another plot hole, though. Like this movie has plot holes if you look carefully. Um, I just, yeah, I, I don't know. I like, but anyway, maybe Marvel fan can answer that. Maybe they're. Yeah, in, I would love maybe, to know that one. Maybe they're in a different realm. Maybe eternity. Maybe, time, maybe eternity time. is just like the statue. Maybe eternity doesn't live in eternity. Maybe which it I takes think would be very Friday ironic. I would find it very ironic that eternity does not live in eternity. But that's besides the point. Yeah, yeah. I just don't understand how they bled out in the room. Like I was thinking the same thing. Like while I'm sitting, I'm like, you know what? That. I was. I just. Thought I was like, was it's annoying. fascinating that they like. This is the other thing too. If you lived in eternity, even if you didn't ask it for a wish, and you were dying, yeah, just live there. Yeah, like you're not gonna die. Let's just all crowd the same room, <laughs> like you know, and just just stay just there. I'll stay there, an open space. But I was gonna say, if you, like going back to my what I was saying at the beginning of the movie and the end of the movie. Those tones that are associated with those two, like those two final parts, I think it's a really good movie. If you look at those, if you, but if everything else in the middle is like something different. But that that's a good sign of a good writer and a good director is can you tell the story the whole way through? The problem is it doesn't matter if you have a good beginning and a good end. It's how the whole process is. I think through. the middle is. I I thought it was a good movie. I liked it. Like I think it's a good movie. Honestly, to watch. you lost me once we once we uh, once we saw Thor for the first time and he was hippie Thor. Because I'm not gonna lie, like I, hippie Thor. Hippie Thor. Okay. Like Love and Thunder, just sitting there peacefully with his like robe on and yeah, he regressed because like, he regressed as a well, character. Well, that's the thing. I'm over here like last time we saw him, he was slaying titans. And, <laughs> and he like, was in a good place. He was in a good place. Not only was he in a good place though, like he was still mentally destroyed because he lost a lot of people. Yeah. Like now you could say they all came back, so it kind of countered things. I guess things. I shouldn't say good place. But no, yeah, no, no, it was... but it countered things, so yeah. he could at least have some sort of, like, okay, I got some friends back, you know, like, we yeah. survived, we're in a colony, but, like, he shouldn't be like, I am love, love is me. Like, it just, like, it doesn't yeah, it make just, sense. As he goes and destroys a building, you know, it's like, thanks. Like, I, I think... I don't know. I think the MCU is being oversaturated with funny just to be funny, like the Guardians of the Galaxy humor. I think it's too much like Guardians of the Galaxy humor, too much of Thor Love and Thunder humor. And I think when Deadpool gets in there, it's going to be just oversaturation. Well, here's the problem. I'm fine with Guardians of the Galaxy humor because I thought Guardians of the Galaxy humor was going to be just in Guardians of the Galaxy. If it's only its like, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, if it's its own if, thing. If it was its own film, it's like turning every film into a samurai film for the MCU. Like, 
No, if we have one cool samurai film, like with or Doctor Strange, let's forget samurai. Let's go with magic, like witchery of magic. Yeah. Like if magic was showing up throughout all the Marvel films, I'd have questions. It's like, but considering it's in Doctor Strange, you go to see Doctor Strange for the for magic. that reason. Yeah. It's like that's why we like these characters. Keep their abilities and keep what the, what surrounds them, like their problems yeah. with them. Yeah. No. Exactly. All of a sudden, Guardians leaked over to Thor. And then and we they got were too funny. Of, they were just like then you're going to have Deadpool, which is another funny. And God only knows what they're going to do with other films coming up. I'm sure there's going to be one or two more funnies. I, I mean, I'm excited for Blade. because I mean, Eternals was a joke, but that's a different kind of funny. I, I, I'm excited for Blade because it's more a serious take, and that's what the MCU, MCU is it? needs. I'm very, is it? Wor- I'm very worried. Please don't worry is any it? further. Yeah, I know. I know. I do think, though, Deadpool, they haven't announced Deadpool yet, so I'm thinking they're either going to drop him in a movie or they're waiting like we might get him in fantastic four you never know right i'm not saying we are but like fantastic four and x-men go hand in hand so another joke by the way x-men what lately another joke has been x-men by the way what do you mean why like just the recent movies the last yeah i mean the last good one was logan with yeah the one you have behind you but um i mean the 97 revival is coming up i'm interested that's got my interest, too. The problem is I don't have faith in any of these studios to do anything right anymore. I'm a little nervous about that, too. That's, that's... But it's not DC. Yeah, it's DC's not. in a worse hey, place. Hey, DC has a great animated universe. They just can't do live action. Yeah. Well, thank you, Matt, for joining me. I know we discussed a lot of things. A lot of serious, a lot of funny, a lot of joking. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder, thank you for talking about it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Peace out, everybody. We'll talk to you later.